Warning, this episode contains foul language and some real spooky, spooky stories. for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, gross, sticky, scary, and everything in between. In each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and fellow weirdos and chat about something weird, but not this week. Welcome to another edition of Listener Ghost Stories! My name is Lauren, and sitting next to me is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hello! Hello, weirdos! I'm so excited about our Listener Ghost Stories episode. It's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> Whoa! I wasn't sorry, ready for that one. Sorry, um, I wanted well. to try something new. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Your little falsetto. I won't do it again. It's All fun. right, maybe that was a one and only. Um, Ashley, how was Hi. your birthday last week? It was week? really wonderful. Um, Oh my god. Hey, garbage truck. Hi, garbage truck. It was really wonderful. It was very weird. I got a Ouija board. Yes. And I got a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. My sister sent me a crystal ball. Um, I got, you got me a Halloween scarf. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wonderful. Good. I got a few like creepy books from my friends. It was great. I love um, how well your friends and family know yep. you because you only got creepy things I only things got for weird Halloween. things. Yeah, and then my mom best. got me a purse. <laughs> well, you know, you also need purses. You need it's one fine. practical gift for <laughs> birthday. You also um, got kitty sunglasses. I did. Uh, oh, my God. I got my favorite pair of sunglasses I've ever owned in my entire life. Um, I've, I've pretty much only taken them off twice since I got them. Thank it's completely you. fine. You're Thank welcome. You. I just wanted you to live your fullest cat life, really. Yeah, well, it worked. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, my friend Natalie texted me on my birthday, and she was like, hey, I have a birthday present for you, and I was like, go on, Um, and she, I think I showed you the picture, so she was like, so when I moved into my apartment, or house, she lives in a house, she lives in southern Illinois, she was like, when I moved into my house, my neighbor told me, um, there's three people buried on your property, and I was kind of like, okay like she was like i don't know if he was trying to be creepy and scare me or like if it was real or like if it was a rumor so anyways the day like last wednesday on my birthday she was like so i decided to do some spring cleaning and went out to like my shed or her garage i think and she sent me a picture there's a tombstone in her shed and it's old. She can't read what it says, but it's very obviously a tombstone. There's right. writing on it. It's a stone. You showed me the picture. It is 100% a tombstone. Yeah. So she texted me today and basically was like, hey, I haven't heard anything else back. I guess she went to the library or something. She's trying to research her property pretty okay. much. Yeah, um, we need to know more. I know. She said, no updates on graves yet. I went to City Hall. They said I should talk to the Historical Society and they're only open on Saturdays. 
I said, oh man, I want to know, did you find any other tombstones? She says, there's two more in my garage, but they're too heavy for me to lift, and they're face down, so I don't know what's on them. So there's three so total? So she has three total tombstones Wait, didn't the neighbor say property? there were three bodies? Yeah. Oh my god, the neighbor was I right. know. I said, have you had anything strange happen to you at your place, aside from, you know, finding graves? <laughs> And she said, nothing strange at all, which I find really weird. They must be at peace, so that's a plus. But it is on the back corner of her property, so it's kind of far from her actual house and closer to her neighbor's place. Oh, shit. So maybe her neighbors are getting haunted. Maybe her neighbors are getting the shit haunted out of them. I don't know. That's so crazy. I I can't believe she has all three. that was really, like, all my birthday gifts were great, but that was, like, yeah, best birthday best present Best birthday ever. present I could receive. <laughs> That's so great. Graves in my friend's oh yard. Oh my god. That's the best thing we could have asked for, like the best news yeah. <laughs> to share. And oh, then the day god. after my birthday, something interesting happened here, and I don't know what it was. Um, It didn't quite make sense, but I was getting ready to do yoga. I had like my incense burning. I had my like om shanti shanti shanti, like music on and uh-huh. candles lit. And Penny was kind of running around my feet, and I had laid my yoga mat out and moved the table to the side, and I was just about to get down into, you know, child's pose, and this gust of wind came, like, past me. And, I mean, the door, but the thing is, like, the the screen door was open. It wasn't that crazy windy day, though. Yeah. But the screen door was open, but I don't know how that, even the windy day when the windows were open, you didn't feel wind in the apartment. Yeah. And Penny reacted to it, too. And Penny ran into my hallway, and she just stayed there, she like, low to the ground, just staring oh, for man. half of my, like, yoga session. So I don't know what that was. She didn't, like, hiss or growl, but she yeah. was like, hey. Yeah, definitely was freaked out by it. And yeah. animals are so sensitive to weird happening, so it so makes that me think was even strange. more. Yeah, because where your sliding door is placed, like you said, even on a super gusty day, it's not super easy for a huge... No, I don't think like the wind could yeah. blow into my apartment. I don't think so either. So that's very bizarre. Front door was definitely shut. Yeah, the door I mean, was it shut. It always is, but... Yeah. Huh. But, so that very was strange. strange. Yeah. Uh, and Gabby's getting Gabby. into some shit back there. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's the cats totally are crazy. Fun. Um, before we get into our listener ghost stories this week, uh, we're gonna go into our news segment. This week in weird. No, that's Doug. Um, I have two really quick ones. So. Um, this one's kind of cool. Uh, great news for horror movie fans. What? Um, it looks like the makers of Paranormal Activity are developing a new TV series based on uh, Paranormal Activities oh, that wow. have been uh, kept secret for decades. The series is going to be called Phenomena and will be based on the book The Secret History of the U.S. Government's Investigations into Extrasensory Psychokinesis. Uh, the book is a collection of years and years of research carried out by journalist Annie Jacobson, uh, who's mostly known for her work on Area 51 and who was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize last year. Mm. Um, in Phenomena, Jacobson investigates the top secret research and psychological experiments the U.S. government, Army, and CIA did on human guinea pigs. The book focuses primarily on experiments that were designed to study our brain's capacity for extrasensory perception, like telepathy, uh, clairvoyance, retrocognition, and near-death experiences. Uh, The book was actually just released yesterday. 
Oh. Uh, but the series adaptation has been in the works for a while because nice. um, they teamed up together, I guess. It hasn't been picked up by any particular network yet, and we don't know if it's going to be presented as a serial like series or something more like a documentary. Or what I'm hoping for is a mockumentary. Ooh, yeah. That would be I think that would be awesome. I think that'd be the best Because if it was a mockumentary, because if it's a documentary, then they're going to have really... I mean, they could have good reenactments, but most documentaries don't. Right. Um, mockumentary, you get mockumentary, some good actors yeah, in there. Yeah, you get some good actors in yeah. there. And then I think I that would be support awesome. that. I think that'd be the best way to get that across. A That's series really would cool. be cool, too, but I think a mockumentary would be tits. I'm on board with you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm excited for I know. That. However it comes out, I'll be excited. Uh, the only way I won't be excited is if it's, if it's a little if, um, like, USA picks it up. Right. <laughs> USA like, oh. with, like, TNT. Or maybe Sci-Fi Channel could do something with it. But if, like, yeah. FX picks it up, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. You know they do it well, because yeah. they do everything well. Yeah. yeah but if, like, great. The CW or USA yeah. picks it up. I'm going to be like, wah, wah, that was a really good idea that you but guys could have done. you squashed it. <laughs> uh, you gave it to a network who has only PG-11. Right. PG-11. <laughs> programming. Yeah, that's so true. Um, the other thing that I found uh, just recently, uh, we may have found evidence that an atomic bomb or something like it detonated detonated on earth 12,000 years ago oh and i do mean we as in me and you sure when i say we yes of course um, so hindu texts dating from thousands of years ago seem to suggest that some kind of highly advanced weapon resembling an atomic bomb was set off on earth some 12,000 years ago i will not be able to say these words but the mahabharata mm-hmm. and the rama ramayana sure they're sanskrit epics uh, they thought to be have written in the 8th or 9th century BC, and their accounts of the Kurukshetra War. Anyways, so here's a quick passage from those epic stories. Okay. Uh, a single projectile charged with all the power in the universe, an incandescent column of smoke and flame as bright as 10,000 suns, rose in all its splendor. It was an unknown weapon, an iron thunderbolt, a gigantic messenger of death which reduced to ashes an entire race. The corpses were so burned as to be unrecognizable. Their hair and nails fell out. Pottery broke without any apparent cause, and the birds turned white. So now many religious uh, religions have epic stories and poems mixing both periods of, like, real historical events and and fictional characters and fictional things. Like, the Greeks do that all the time. They'll right. talk about the war, and then they'll be like, and then... You know Thor, and it's right. like, it's like okay, well, yeah. okay, we'll see. Maybe, true. <laughs> um, uh, but the descriptions in that are so close to that of like an atomic weapon, like having right. the power of the sun and striking down huge areas of land, yeah. wiping out an entire race, the like birds turning to ash. Right. Um, so where the story becomes even more interesting is the discovery in the early 1990s of an area in um, Rajasthan. When the ground was broken on a new housing development, evidence of an ancient city and dangerous levels of radiation were discovered, leading scientists to surmise that the area was hit by a nuclear weapon between 8,000 and 12,000 years ago, destroying a majority of the city and killing an estimated half million people. Jeez. So how the ancient Indian powers at that time developed nuclear weapons is a mystery, and of course no records exist showing anything like 
that level of technology needed to develop these kind of weapons. But um, what else? What else could that be? Well, also, there's a very mysterious uh, crater near the Bombay area of India that defies explanation that could fit the bill as a possible detonation site for something like a nuclear weapon. That's nuts. I mean, the only thing that I can think of would be aliens. Sure. Or you think of like, you think of stories like the Lost City of Atlantis mm-hmm. having as advanced technologies as we have today right. and then being wiped out. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people don't think Atlantis even existed, but then you even think about like, uh, you think about like how the hell Egyptians built those pyramids. Yeah. With, like. With what they had. What, with what technology they had. How totally. is that possible? Mm-hmm. There's also like. Egyptian hieroglyphics that show very obvious, like, flying crafts. Right. And it's like, okay, was that just something they dreamt up? Mm-hmm. Or is that was something that really they happening? Saw? Yeah. Um, and then also, like, they found an ancient, what was it, battery? An ancient battery in Iraq. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember when this was, probably ten years ago. Um, what would they need batteries for? Yeah, for sure. And how did they come up with it? I think there's so many more things that we don't even know about. We don't know shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. We don't know shit. We don't know shit. But yeah, that just more and more that like, and we were sharing a lot of this on our Aliens episode too, the more and more research we do into this, I absolutely think there was so much more technology rolling around than we even knew or alien life was just so much more involved than we even realized. Yeah, than we could possibly realize. Yeah. And also thinking about like... You know, what wiped out the dinosaurs? What if it was a nuclear event that right. wiped out the dinosaurs? Exactly. Especially if it was something like, okay, aliens wanted to create, like, uh, you know, life on Earth. They wanted to create some sort of, like, intelligent life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Kind of like them. More like them. Sure. They need but to they can't out. because there's big dinosaurs running around. They're fighting people. Us. Yeah. Right. So, boom. They're gone. Let's wipe them out. Now let's create... That's people. interesting. I like that theory. And then they could have, you know, they could have created cities, mm-hmm. built these cities, you know, these cities in Iraq, these cities in, you know, India, these cities, and, uh, or even, you know, the Mayans, for example. Yeah. And it wasn't working out, and mm-hmm. they sucked. Yep. So then they destroy them. Wipe them out again. Wipe them out. Atomic they disappear. Bomb. No one fucking knows what happened to them. <laughs> right. Wipe them out. Start over. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What or, if, get if it's out? the Matrix... Dun, it's just dun, a computer print. It's just a sim. Yep. Someone's playing The Sims, and they're like, mm, don't like this anymore. So they I'm gonna put change everyone my in a swimming pool, and then they take the ladder out. Yep. And they're all just stuck in there, <laughs> drowning, die. and they all drown. Anyway, oh. so that's my theory. So many theories. We're connecting all of our episodes into this <laughs> Every one story. connected into it's this one story. It's the Matrix. Story. It's the it's aliens. aliens. Bigfoot's probably involved somehow. Bigfoot riding on Nessie's oh coming God, in. Oh my that picture is just picture gives me a lot of life it's real great (laughs) um those were great news pieces thank you i was happy to find those i'm really excited about that tv series um like so excited excited. when you first started talking about it i thought you meant that the paranormal activity movies were being made into a tv show and i was like how much longer can they stretch how much longer can they stretch this uh i feel like they've done like a prequel um Flash forward, uh, blah, blah, blah. The I'm next like, one's going to be in the future. It's going to take place on a space station. Um, probably. I wouldn't put it past them. They're getting no. real crazy with these. They but. just made it. It's called Life. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually want to see life. That looks good. I, you know how I feel about CGI. I, I really know. wanted to see Give life. it a chance. I know. I really wanted to see it, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, that thing looks... Soup's that good. thing looks like I could make it in Microsoft Paint. And it does seem like it would be easy to, with a practical effect, create that moving little creature yeah. and have it grab that guy's hand. They do hand. it in it's Prometheus. Like, those exactly. little, um, do you remember that part in Prometheus? They're like little, almost like worm serpent things, things, serpent yeah. things. And they open up. That looked yeah. incredible. Looked amazing. Prometheus isn't a good movie, but that looked incredible. But at least the effects were on point. No, it's totally it's valid. Been done. But also, I'm still I've seen Anaconda. Oh, God, Anaconda. That movie scares me to my core. I can't talk about it. Wait, really? I don't like it. I don't oh, like okay. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that Sorry, is the Mer- beast of all snakes. I know. Ashley has Mer- a snake, like, and fine. we're not just... friends. No, I, I mean, I love scary movies, you know that, but the snakes cross the line for me. I watched mm-hmm. Anaconda once, I think I was in, like, seventh grade, and, like, had to call my mom and leave the sleepover, because oh I was like, Anaconda's coming to eat me and my whole family. Mm-hmm, probably. I know. So that was that. Anyways, anyway, that was uh, this week in weird, weird, um, weird, and uh, now we're gonna do listener ghost stories. You're gonna go first. Yes, yes. I'm going to start with my friend Tara. Hey, Tara. Hi, Tara. She submitted this story a while ago, but obviously we have millions of stories to get to. So she, we didn't quite get to her last time. Very excited to bring it the to the top burner. of the pile this week. Um. Okay, so it's a couple of different stories that I'm just compiling into one because they all happened in this same town of Bloomington, Illinois. It's where the University Illinois State is. It's where I went to college. It's where Tara went to college. It's where my whole family went to college. So me personally, I feel very connected to this little town. Um, And I'm sure a lot of our listeners know about this too because I think we have a lot of Midwest fans out there. Um, Okay, so this all takes place around ISU. And I will be reading from Tara's point of view now. She's in her apartment at college at ISU, just off of campus. One night when I was dozing off to sleep, I started to drift to the hallway. Oh, to the hallway. I started to drift to halfway sleeping and half being awake. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I saw a demon face that was staring directly at me with red eyes. And it kept saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. And out of nowhere, I shot up in my bed because something in my room had screamed, wake up. I thought it was a dream, of course, so I laid back down, closed my eyes for a quick second, and I heard someone scream again, wake up. It was even louder and right in my ear. I jumped from my bed and ran to my living room. I knew I wasn't sleeping that time because I had just closed my eyes, and it was just a second, and I was still extremely shaken from the first time. I laid awake all night. Next night, I was sleeping. I was in a sound sleep this time, and all of a sudden, I woke up with the feeling of someone holding me down. All I could do was lay there and stare at my ceiling. I couldn't even take a breath. As I laid there in terror, terror, I heard whispering of two women talking. One was asking the other one if she knew where they were and if they were there yet. The voices drifted from above my head all the way out of my room out into my living room. As soon as I couldn't hear them anymore, all the pressure that had been holding me down lifted and I started gasping for air. I still, to this day, cannot explain it. Then one last story before we kind of like break this down because I'm sure we have comments on this. Um, One last one in Bloomington on Halloween. This is Tara. This is Tara. Yeah, sorry. I'm just piecing them all together because they're all surrounding ISU. Um, In Bloomington on Halloween, she was doing a ghost tour. Through this tour, they walked us down the streets of downtown Bloomington telling us about all the speakeasies and the history of the buildings. The tour ended in a visit to a haunted hotel that had been abandoned for over 100 years because of ghost activity. The story behind the hotel is that one day in around 1903, somewhere close to that, Everyone walked out of the hotel and never returned again. 
I spit all over. And never <laughs> returned again until the 2000s. They say the hotel was so haunted that people kept jumping out of windows and killing themselves, so one day everyone just picked up and left. Obviously, no maintenance for that many years caused the floorboards and the structure of the place to be unsafe, so there were only certain areas that the tour could go through. We were walking around taking pictures and trying to see if we could feel any ghost presence. Everywhere you looked, there were personal belongings that were left behind. It looked like people just walked out the door and never came back. Super spooky. The end of it, we all met in a room with a medium who had talked to all the ghosts that were supposedly haunting the building. Right as she started to talk about a boy that she had contacted and his dog, the girl next to me at the exact same time was showing me a picture she had taken that night and it looks as though it's a picture of a boy and a dog walking around in the hall. It was so crazy that this happened at the same time, right when she showed me the picture. So we immediately showed it to the medium, and her face went white. I've attached the picture on the email. If you look on the right side and zoom in on the white part, you can see that it sort of looks like the image of a boy's face, and right down below is what we believe to be the dog. She said, now that I'm looking at it, it doesn't look very convincing, but damn, it did that night. <laughs> And I do have the picture. I'll post it on our Facebook page, but I'll show Ashley right now. Like, okay. it is super hard oh. to see. But if you zoom in, that looks like... That does look like a face. A little face, like with eyes. Yeah, it looks like a face from... Did you ever see the movie Mirror Mask? I didn't. Okay. But yeah, you see, it's like, that could be a little face. That does and then look like a face. they're just, like, if you look there, like, that could be the white, like, little heart shape of the front of a dog's nose. And then that could be, like, the little... That one's harder, too. Yeah, but I bet justify. I could doctor that and make that a little bit brighter. Let's fix it. We'll yeah, fix it we'll up. Fix we'll it post up. it on the Facebook page for you guys to see. But you definitely... Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's definitely... And the creepy thing is that her friend was showing it to her at that exact moment when the medium was like, so I talked to a little boy and his dog. And they were like, excuse me? Excuse me? So uh, I have I'm, this uh, I'm staring at this and it looks like a little boy and his dog. So yeah, that's Tara and creepy old Bloomington, Illinois. Tara and Bloomington. Uh, well, the first one's definitely... Uh, Sleep paralysis. Right. That's why I was like, I know we'll have common yeah. this. She was completely paralyzed and couldn't breathe. Which, have you had sleep paralysis before? I have. Only once. And it was, since I've been did in LA, any, I think I was 20. Did you see anything or you just had sleep That's paralysis? That's the thing. I've only had the paralysis because my sister has had sleep paralysis on numerous occasions. She always hears a voice along with it. Oh, I have right. just had the, I can't move and I can't, I could only take shallow breaths. I was like... <sighs> Like, I couldn't get a deep breath, and then it maybe went on for a minute, which to me felt like an eternity, uh -huh. and then I yeah, was able like to move. Much yeah, longer. But I didn't, I don't necessarily have the, oh my gosh, I felt a presence in yeah. the room with me feeling. I don't either. I've had sleep paralysis probably like f maybe five times my entire life, mm -hmm. and every time it's just the paralysis. I can't breathe at all, mm -hmm. so I'm immediately like, well, I'm dead. I'm going to die now. Right. Like, I can't breathe. <laughs> this I'm, is the end. This is yeah. it. Like, I had a good life, I guess. Um, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, <gasps> right. and like, I can breathe and I'm not paralyzed anymore. Hello. What? Um, but. Everyone quiet. I can everyone like calm all down? All the cats at once are making sounds when we're on this spooky story. <laughs> everyone chill um, out. But that's a very common thing. Right. Uh, when people experience sleep paralysis, they say that um, they saw a person in the room or they hear some weird stuff or they hear yeah. people talking to them uh and it's very interesting because you don't really know if the sleep paralysis is causing hallucinations mm -hmm. 
Or if you might you're be halfway in and out of a dream state in fear because you're witnessing something that's terrifying. Totally. And I kind of love both sides because it's like we always say we're a little bit of a skeptic and that's a healthy place mm-hmm. to be. Because on one hand, a lot of science could explain it. People will say your mind is slipping in and out of consciousness of your dreams and your body hasn't had time to catch up and that's why you're yeah, paralyzed. Well, yeah, and that's what... Yeah, the disorder sleep paralysis is like totally. Your body and is I sleep, but your get mind is that. Not. But then, like the creepy voice that follows it, I don't know if I can just shrug that off as like, oh well, I'm still partway in the dream, and that's why I'm hearing voices. Because so many people say that it sounds demonic and that they feel fear, and so then it makes me think: is there demon play involved? And our body, like you said, is paralyzed because there is we're in fear, or something is sitting on our chest, or whatever right. you want to say. So I don't know. I kind of like both sides of it. Yeah, it could be either or. Right. Did you see that documentary, uh, The Nightmare? No. Everyone liked it so much. I did not finish it. Maybe I should try and watch what it again. What channel was it on? Or well, no? it's on Netflix, I think. Oh. I think it's still on Netflix. Have it was on Netflix. Have you told me about this sooner? Well, it's about sleep paralysis. Okay. I definitely want to watch it because okay. sleep paralysis fascinates me. Oh, okay. Watch it. It's called The Nightmare. Um, and there's like reenactments of what these people experienced mm-hmm. while they had sleep paralysis. And there's a couple pretty scary reenactments in that movie oh, of yeah. like shadow people. Ugh. And I have a story about shadow people today, Dear but Lord. we should keep talking about Tara until we I, think get I have a shadow people story too. I think, I don't know. I'll hear what your story is before I decide if we fit under the same category, <laughs> but my second story that I have might fit in that. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I, the reason I read that story out loud, because we're going to do a sleep episode. And so part mm-hmm. of me was like, oh, this is a sleep paralysis story. I'll save it. But I shared it because it also went along with our last listener ghost stories episode. when we talked about um, ghosts that could just be on a different timeline from mm-hmm. us and are communicating. And I thought it was interesting that she heard two women saying, are we there yet? Where are we? Saying something like as if they were traveling through her apartment to try to get to somewhere. And they're like, where are we right now? We're not where we're supposed to be. And then she heard their voices go from her room out into the living room. So part of me thought, what if that was just a different timeline of two women saying, let's get to our destination. This isn't it. And walking through. I just thought that was. That is. Yeah. So what if our house used to be like a five-story mansion? Exactly. <laughs> We're are on we the wrong yet? story. Where are we? I want to be in the lavatory. I don't, lavatory? Why, I don't know why they'd be looking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst example of a room that they could be looking for. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I chose to share that story no, it's today. No, good story. It's creepy. Yeah. So and Bloomington and ISU. Oh. oh. <laughs> Penny. Penny. Oh. That was the dumbest face I've ever seen. You were struggling make. to get out of that Penny's basket. Penny's trying to turn around <laughs> in her basket. She has this basket that her body perfectly fits in. It's like a it wicker basket. And yeah, it doesn't. Like her ears are popping out. Like her head doesn't quite fit. But Ugh. when she wants to like get more comfortable, she'll just turn her body around in the basket. But it's it's Ugh. just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That was hilarious. I feel like she could easily tip that basket over oh, while trying to move it, and yeah. she will just I'm waiting crash. for that day. I'm waiting for the day that kind of want it to happen. It'll be off. real funny. She'll yeah. land on her feet. She's cat. She's cat. Um, I will tell this story yes, from please. Sean. Sean Fritch. Hey, Sean. Um, 
Yes. Hi, Sean. Sean was one of my uh, best friends in college. Um, and still, I still consider him one of my best friends. We text all the time. Very nice. Um, we went to college together, and uh, he was a weirdo like me. Um, he actually said to me, uh, he's always into the paranormal and supernatural. He prefaced this story by saying so, and also by saying that he's read a ton of books on ghost hunting, UFOs, and even how to defeat vampires. Um, he would visit haunted places, use Ouija boards, and even went to a seance, but nothing ever happened. No ghosts. Uh, but then he went to college, and this experience took place in 2010 down at SIU uh, in Illinois, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale Holla. to be specific, where we uh, went to school. Uh, 2010, that was like right after I left, actually. Hashtag um, college ghost stories. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> dorm ghosts. Dorm ghosts. Um, That's what this episode is. Yeah, ghost university. Um, Sean was in the theater department. Uh, and auditions were coming up for the spring shows, and he wanted to practice his monologue in the McLeod Theater. Now, McLeod was the larger theater and also where the auditions would be taking place, which is why okay. I wanted to practice in there. Uh, so from henceforth, uh, I'll read this story from his point of view. Uh, he said it was a monologue about becoming a rhinoceros, and I didn't want to disturb anyone with the loud rhino noises I was making, so I asked my friend Kiri if she would let me practice in the theater while she was working on her project upstairs in the theater lab. So this was, like, after hours. This was, like, the building's locked up. She okay. was a stage manager, so she had keys to the building. All right. Um, hold on. Nice. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she was a stage manager. She had keys to the building. She agreed to let me rehearse. On the way to the theater, I had to pass in front of the communications building. The front of the building is a long hallway with windows every three feet. The middle of the hall is a front entrance, and then the theater is in the back of the building. There were lights on, which meant that the cleaning crew was still there working. So I locked my bike up on the loading dock. We went in, and Kiri went upstairs to work while I went into the theater. I turned on all the lights, including the house lights. I took the ghost light and put it off to the side. I left it plugged in, which I know was wasteful, but I was just too lazy to unplug it. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what a ghost light is, um, for theaters, they will leave a single light on basically in the center of the stage. It's like, isn't it the basically theater? just like a big bulb on it's top of a pole? It's just a big bulb on top yeah. of a pole. Right. Um, and there's a whole bunch of lore about a ghost light. There's lore about, like, uh, it literally is a ghost light because it keeps the ghosts away oh out gosh, of the I've theater. i never heard really? that. That's so funny. Um, but also, it's, it's kind of just so that, like, you know, there's a big stage. Mm -hmm. So there's some light always left on in case someone walks in and falls off the stage and like right. breaks their fucking That's what neck. I assume That's it was what for. That's what it's for. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, so we left the ghost light on. Um, now, uh, I had heard that one person did fall to their death from the rafters during the construction of the building. Apparently the workers slipped and fell, hitting the cement foundation. Ooh. I don't know if it's true or just a rumor to frighten freshmen. I haven't heard of anyone else seeing a ghost in the theater or the building. I know that Henry Shryock, the university's president, passed away in the auditorium across the campus moments before an assembly in 1935, and I've heard a few strange tales from that building. Anyway, I practiced for two hours. I really wanted to nail this audition. At some point in those two hours, Kiri had popped in to say she was leaving. I promised to double-check the doors to confirm that they were locked on my way out. She left, and I practiced for a while longer. I finished my last run-through of the monologue and looked up into the house. 
Over in the left-hand corner entrance uh, is a tall, black, shadowy figure. Even with all the lights on, I couldn't make out who it was. At first, I thought it was Brian, the janitor who cleaned our area of the building. Really laid-back guy, super friendly. Then I realized it was way too tall to be Brian. Then I thought it might be a professor here to yell at me for being in the building and to tell me that my monologue sucked. (laughs) But they would have interrupted me earlier. So I called out, and I said, hello? No response. Do you need help with something? It just stood there, staring at me. Are you lost? Nothing. The building is closed and I'm leaving now. You need to leave too. Nothing. So at this point I gathered up all my stuff, threw my coat on, and I looked out and saw that the figure was now walking down the stairs to the aisle that divides the theater seating. I quickly grabbed the ghost light, thankful that I had been so lazy and left it plugged in, and placed it center stage, and saw that the figure was now walking down the aisle in the lower seating area, and then I got a better eyeful of the ghost. It was completely black with the exception of its eyes and teeth. They were so bright and white. They stuck out so much because of the black wall behind it. It never blinked. It just glided down the aisle. At this point, Sean says he has to take a break from writing the story because the memory was giving him chills and he had to watch a video of a baby hippo. Of course. Um, so I darted to the door on stage right, which led to a small stairwell, and then through the doors that led out to the loading dock where my bike was. Right as I reached the door, I turned and saw the figure pull itself up on the stage. Ugh. No boost or jump, just slowly raised itself up onto the stage in one motion. If I was standing next to the stage... It would start at, like, my shoulders. Oh, You just, like, it just, like, got up there. rose and was on the stage. All right, well. So that's the worst. Cool. Um, <laughs> I quickly hit the lights and ran. I got onto the dock and fumbled with my keys to unlock my bike. It got un- I got it unlocked and started to run with my bike and hopped on. As I was running, I heard the inner stage door slam closed. I pedaled as fast as I could around to the front of the building. As I rode along the front of the building with the long hall of windows, I see out of the corner of my eye the face in the very first window. It started moving along the windows, matching the speed of my bike. I can't. And then the sound started. I know it wasn't my bike making it or the wind. The only way I could describe it is it was the sound of a living organic tornado siren that never wound back down. It kept getting louder and louder and louder until it was deafening. I just kept pedaling as fast as I could. When I passed the front doors, they rattled. Then I noticed the lights were all off, which rarely happened. At least a few lights were always left on. I rode and rode. It felt like the building was never ending. Finally, I came closer to the end. My fear was, what if the figure exits the doors at the end of the hall and continues to follow me? Where can I go? I can't lead it home. The sound was still continuing to get louder, and then I passed the building. I looked back once and saw the figure standing at the doors at the hallway's end. It didn't leave. As I rode further away, the sound began to die out. I don't remember much else about my ride home. I don't remember any of the rest of the night besides literally throwing my bike in the cellar and going to bed staring at my bedroom windows. I was never alone in the theater again, and I never saw the figure again. Even walking alone past the comm building late at night, I never saw it staring back at me. I also made a strong effort to avoid walking past the building on my lone night walks. I don't share this story often. Most people don't believe me. Oh my gosh. So, that is a... a, Goodness gracious. 
That is, um, that's insane. But also, that's a story about a shadow person, which mm-hmm. are mostly seen during episodes of Sleep Paralysis. Mm-hmm. That's a story of a shadow person that doesn't, it doesn't come along with sleeping. Yeah. It's just out and He out. wasn't in and out of sleep. Just horrifying. Because I would want to think that I'm in and out of sleep when I'm seeing this horrendous creature yeah. pinch me so I wake up. But shadow people are like a thing. Like I looked up, there's a ton of uh, notes on shadow people. Like shadow people seem to be attached to a location. Uh, they're repeatedly witnessed by more than one person. They prefer the dark. Um... They are known as shadow people, shadow beings, phantoms. Some even speculate that they are jinn. Do you know what jinn is? D-G- D-G- wait. D-J-I-N-N. Jinn. It's no. like Arabic. Uh, it's an Arabic. It's kind of like a genie, but like not okay. in a fun Aladdin way. Oh gosh, it's not Robin Williams. <laughs> um, they're usually perceived to be male. Usually tall, like seven feet. Um, just like Sean saw. Yeah. Apparently, there's different classifications of shadow people based on the multiple reports of people witnessing them. Uh, they've even got names. There's sentinels, which stand in corners of rooms and watch you. Great. Uh, usually in corners, doorways, or closets. Super. Lurkers, which will lurk around a house in bedrooms and hallways watching you. And then there are predators, which are supposedly very rare. They feed off of the building of fear and they gain power from it. There's a threat of injury and aggressive behavior like being chased. Like so that is. feels like Sean, because it was coming yeah. down the aisle towards him. They also, apparently, they only react when when they are observed. Like, if Sean hadn't reacted to it, it probably wouldn't have chased would him. Would have just stayed there? Yeah. It was of just course watching. you're going to react. Yeah! You have to react. Ugh. Um, let's see. Animals react to them, usually negatively. Uh, They seem to love darkness more than light, and light does not shine through their black static form. Uh, It's not like they're a shadow in a sense that a shadow is a like, it's not a ghost. It's almost like a, um, it's almost like an actual, like, like you could touch it. Being, yeah. But it's a, it's a dark. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of interesting because, you know, so many people that suffer from sleep paralysis that claim they see them, they also claim that they sit on their chest and they can feel the pressure of them right. on their body. They actually have weight and like a Which ghost. is kind of crazy. Oh, um, shadow people are so much worse than I ghosts. know. Uh, they prefer darkness. They're seen in uh, human shapes. They can also be observed as a black mist or cloud that's moving. Um, most people in the presence of a shadow person do not feel they are in the presence of something that was once human. Uh, it's rare, but some have described being menaced, chased, or even attacked, typically accompanied by a feeling of dread. This is cool. Their movement is often described as moving slowly at first, but then being very quick and disjointed, just like what happened to Sean. It was like slowly coming down the aisle, and, yeah. then, and then all of a sudden was fast. Like, I'm at every window following Which makes sense if they're like... They're feeding off of the building and building of sure. fear because yeah. he was getting, getting more, more and more and scared. More scared. Oh, man, um, that's brutal. Let's see. And some people believe that shadow people are actually manifestations of negative emotions. Uh, they're seen at a lot of places, like abandoned mental institutions and prisons, which would make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. bad shit went down there. Uh, this would also make sense with the mass reports of seeing shadow people when you wake up from a nightmare or a night ter- terror or experience, experience sleep paralysis because it's a negative manifestation of your actual emotions and fear 
that you're experiencing at the time. Yeah. Now, I was talking about uh, the gin. It's gin. I think it's just pronounced gin, but there's gin from Um, And that's from Arabic lore. They're basically like genies. They're not necessarily good or evil, but they're always like mischievous. Mm. Um, Up to no good. Yeah. In Western lore, they're sometimes equated with demons, but they're not really the same thing. They look like demons. They're like dark, like solid black figures. Nothing usually, I ever want yeah. to see. Usually, you can only see their eyes. Um, basically, they uh, they exist in their own realm, probably a parallel dimension, and have the ability and desire to enter our world and interact with us. Quit it. Um, this is interesting. The Mothman is speculated by some as being a jinn. Well, what's funny is, as you've been talking about this, the visual that I have in my head has been the Mothman. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Just this like dark creature. Tall, yeah. Dark. Super tall and so dark. You Usually you eyes. can see eyes. Yeah. It's a, a shadow person. Could be a shadow person. That can also predict the that future. That can also predict the future. Well, that's the thing, is if they're from, like, a parallel dimension, then and, they like, they want know. to come into our world to interact with us for so, whatever reason. Yeah, Fuck could be us, to whatever, warn us, to, to us, yeah, to mess whatever. with us. Um, that makes sense. Uh, now, I did the siren sound. Um, I yeah, couldn't find any information on shadow people being accompanied by a loud sound. I found a couple reports that say they've heard shadow people communicating with each other, and it sounds like whispers and leaves blowing in the wind. So, that's terrifying. Yep. Um, but I did find something interesting. Uh, intense fear can bring on auditory hallucinations. So it's possible that Sean was literally so scared that he started to hallucinate the sound of the siren, which is why it was building and building and getting louder and louder. He was getting more and more scared, right. which honestly, to me, it just validates his experience as being real because mm-hmm. you wouldn't get so scared that you start literally hallucinating unless, unless it's something true happened terror. to you. Yeah. That's real terror. That uh, it wasn't we can't just like, oh, I saw a shadow, and then no. this story concocted like in my head. No, like, of no, course. like he saw. Something. He felt like he was in danger and was fearing for his life in yeah. that moment. Because yeah. apparently, there's some people with like intense anxiety disorders, like fear-based anxiety, not stress-based anxiety. Okay. Severe fear-based anxiety disorders that experience auditory hallucinations when they're having like an anxiety attack. Wow. And a lot of them describe it as, like, sirens. Either, like, tornado sirens or police sirens. So that would so make that sense. Maybe he was having a full-blown anxiety attack. Yeah. I mean, like why wouldn't you? Yeah, I would be. Holy I crap, I was had an anxiety Sean. attack uh, reading the story. I know. <laughs> also, Seriously, Sean I had sent us, like, goosebumps. a creepy picture of, um, of se- not figure. something he took himself, but he found online that was like, this is almost exactly what I saw. And the picture is, like horrifying like we're gonna post it for you guys to see but also warning you might pee your pants or poop your pants or Um, something bad but very quickly so after you know reading sean's story yesterday i reached out on my facebook and was like hey siuc people and i tagged like 50 people i was like anything creepy ever happened to you in the communications building because i wanted to see if anyone saw this thing no one saw the thing, but I have one, two, three, four different stories, like full stories. A lot of people sent in like, yeah, I was always creeped out, especially at night. Like 45 people responded, but I have like four stories. Um, I'm not going to read them in detail, but uh, my friend Aaron, apparently one night we were in a show together, actually, we were do- doing Midsummer Night's Dream. 
And uh, he actually saw one of his friends who passed away in 1993 up in the, uh, uh, like, the fly rail. Oh, wow. He was up there. And he remembers thinking, like, oh, cool, like, Randy's here to watch the show. And then being like, but Randy died in 1993. Um, But he said it was a good memory. But that happened on that same stage, basically. Okay. Um, We have other people who worked in, like, the film production but it's still in the same building but it's on the other end like down at the hallway where like the creature ended okay. um that would say you know like they're uh, like my friend ricky said that like to get into the computer rooms you had to have a key fob and like on more than one occasion he would hear the key fob beep um and wait for the door to open but no one would ever walk in but then he would constantly see like shadows going around corners when Ugh. he would check to see like if anyone was in the hallway yeah so that kind of uh relates it's very creepy but then there's this story which i really love uh, my friend alicia and her husband kyle they had just had their baby stella she was really little and she was sleeping in a stroller they were filming for a class in the basement of the comm building and uh, she was sleeping in her stroller they locked the stroller so it wouldn't move, but it kept rolling around. So eventually, uh, they decided to, they should go home. It's like 2 a.m. They couldn't figure out why the stroller kept rolling around, and they yeah. couldn't get any work done because they couldn't stop the stroller from right. rolling around. When they went to go use the elevator, and it wouldn't, uh, the elevator wouldn't come down to them. It took like 10 minutes before finally coming down, um, but it was working on the other floors. It just wouldn't come down to their floor. Um, and they said there was just, just this really eerie feeling when we were trying to leave the building. Like there was a ton of little things that just kept us there, like forgetting some things and having to go back, the elevator not coming down, one of us being locked out of the building and our phones being dead. So we couldn't contact each other. It was just a nightmare. And then on their way home, they saw a really bad accident. Uh, someone hit a couple deer and their car was like destroyed. destroyed. Wow. So it's almost like something was trying to keep them at the combat. Right. So they would be out of the way of the yeah. accident. Oh my gosh. So at least something wanted to help them. And yeah. Not, you know, Sean's, murder them. Sean's all, it was the only one that seems like medicine. Like yeah. Sean's was like, holy buckets. Holy buckets. <laughs> You're using it correctly. I can't I'm help so it. proud it's of you. It's my favorite. Holy I buckets. didn't even notice I said holy buckets, but I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it's going to be our new quote. That is. Crazy. I like hearing that other things have happened in that building. It's fun to make those connections, but Sean's story will just truly haunt me till the day I die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even just reading it that first time, I had chills all over my body, but then you repeating it again, just... Yeah. I'll definitely post that picture that he had sent sent us to be like, this is kind of what it looked like, because he sent it and I was like, holy! I know! Jesus Christ! What? Before I even read the email, I was just skimming over it and my page stopped right on the picture when he first sent it and I was immediately like thrown backwards from my computer (laughs) chair like, no! Oh my! Oh no! Um, Yeah, we're basically going to have a full photo album from this episode because we have lots of little visuals to show you guys of the stories we're doing. Um, but so first, thank you, Sean, and thank you, you know, Ricky and Alicia and Aaron yeah. and everyone who sent in uh, more experiences from the uh, communication. That's how you see love. Woo. That's how you see all these Illinois universities. Saluki. Um, so I have a story compared to that wonderful lengthy story from Sean. This one is That's super okay. lame because it's really it, short. <laughs> but no, I know it's still good. It's just short. 
This is from my husband, Alex. Which, can we talk about how mad we I, are? I was going to say, before we jump into the story, I am so angry at him. Okay, for those who don't They're know... They're actually talking about a divorce now. So. Yeah, where the proceedings are coming. Um, <laughs> my husband, Alex, for those who don't know, is the biggest wimp. I don't even care if he hears this. He knows it's true. He hates scary movies. We he watched hates... The Ring once, and he... Um, Everyone was, like, comfortably sitting on couches, and Alex decided to stand through the entire movie, like, in the back of the room. He was pacing back and forth in the back of the room, like, wouldn't come near the TV, wouldn't come near any humans. That was adorable. It's really cute, actually, but he hates scary movies. We couldn't be more opposite. It's hilarious that we found each other, because he just doesn't really like all things spooky. He listens to the podcast in order to be a fan, but he has to listen to it in the daytime, because he gets creeped out at night. Oh, my God. Usually likes to listen to it if he's surrounded by people. Like, he is scared of everything. And has always just said, I never really have brushes with the paranormal. I can't relate to that world at all. So I just said, okay, that's fine. To each their own. Not everybody has a ghost experience. But then out of the blue, like three days ago, he said, oh yeah, I kind of had a ghost experience once. I almost punched him in the face. He's was been it, holding back for years. Was it before you guys met or like during your relationship? That we happened? had met, but in his defense, this was like right after we met. We had started dating in January of 2012 and this happened in March of 2012. So it was very okay. new. He went on a cruise with a bunch of friends. You'll hear the story. Um, so yeah, it was early on. I hadn't fully revealed my ghost loving self yet, but still, <laughs> still, now that we've been married, he's always just said, that's not my world. I'm not involved in that. And he was hiding the story the whole time. So got soups mad at him, but he told me I could share it. I was like, I don't care if I have your permission or not. I'm sharing it because <laughs> you're so rude. Okay. So I'll start reading from Alex's point of view now. I was on a carnival cruise ship with a group of friends on a week vacation to Cabo and I was sharing a room with my friend Diddy. This is one of our good friends, Ryan Diddy. Two of them are in a room together. Ryan has also confirmed that this story is true, so we know what happened. Okay. We had a busy day of drinking, and we went back to the room pretty early that evening and slept hard from a day of sun and alcohol. The room on the ship was an interior room with no windows or balcony or anything, so it was very dark and had no natural light coming in. The only light was at the bottom of the main cabin door, so it barely lit up just a small area right by the door. It's about 2 a.m., and now switching over to Diddy's side of the story, Diddy wakes up and looks towards the main door of the room. He sees a shadowy figure that resembles a person. It's late, he's tired, so he brushes it off as either dreaming or one of their friends on the trip with them had come into the room to borrow something or try to scare them, etc. So he starts to close his eyes and roll back over until, back to Alex, I wake up at the same time, see the shadowy figure, and without knowing where Diddy was in the dark room, I say, Diddy, what are you doing? He answers, what do you mean, man? So I say, why are you up by the door? He says, I'm right here in the bed. That's not me. I realize his voice is coming from his bed, and that's not him up by the door. The lights come on, and Diddy checks by the door in the bathroom. There's no one to be found, and no strange objects that could have been casting that shadow. Both of us shrugged it off somehow and went back to bed. It could have been a trick of the eyes in a room as dark as ours, but it is quite bizarre how both of us woke up at the exact same time after an alcohol-induced coma to see that same strange figure standing by our door. Yeah, that's real weird. hmm So, yeah, I totally hear what he's saying. Like, they were able to shrug it off and say, you know, it was dark. It could have been a number of things, but they woke up. Like, Diddy was awake, staring at this figure, was about to go back to sleep, and Alex at the exact same time shut up and was like, why are you up? What are you doing up there? He's like, that's not me. So I it's would very shit bizarre. my 
Swim trunks. I know! I can't believe Alex was like, yeah, we shrugged it. Alex did not shrug it off. You know that he was sitting there like, well, I'm never sleeping again. Yeah. No sleep for me. No. <laughs> I think knowing Diddy, which I know you don't know him, but his personality, I could see him shrugging it off and going to bed. I think it takes a lot to scare him. But Alex, with how easily he's scared, he I'm sure, stayed up all night. Or because he was so drunk, he passed back out. But yeah. like, I'm sure he was so scared. And they... Yeah, they just had no other choice but to be like, well, I don't know. There's nothing there. So I guess we'll go. Oh, my God. Yeah, shadow person. It was just standing in the corner of the room in a dark room staring at them. He was a lurker? Yeah, it's one of those categories. You were saying it, and I was imagining this story as you were reading it. What was it called? Sentinel stands in corners of rooms and watches you. Mm -hmm. And you said they like the darkness. Super dark room. No natural light. Yeah. I know. So super weird. They both said it wasn't, there was nothing that could have been casting the shadow, first of all, but also it looked enough like a person that they both had to question it. It wasn't just like, what is that big lumpy shadow in the corner? They, Diddy thought one of their friends had entered the room. Alex thought it was 100% Diddy. Like, it was a person. Or a person-shaped shadow man guy. Yeah. I mean, it's always creepy. Even if, okay. Even if it was an actual person. To have an actual person just standing. Like, even if it was Diddy. Like, even if he woke up and was like, hey, man, what's up? What you Like, doing? if he was, like, standing, like, Blair Witch style, like, standing in the corner. Just like, facing the corner. Oh, my God. Or if he was even, like, not looking at him, like, standing and facing the wall. I'd right. be like, hey, man, can you, uh... Stop being a fucking stop? creep. <laughs> Trip's over. <laughs> We have to head back Vacation's to shore. Vacation's done. I'm you, done. I'm you've ruined home. this for me. Yeah. So scary. The fact, Diddy's point of view is what cracks me up the most because he goes, oh yeah, I thought maybe just one of our friends had walked in the room to try and scare me. So I went back to sleep. What? Why didn't you acknowledge oh your friend? I would say, get the fuck out of my room, dude. Why are you here at 2am? How do you just roll back over and I go remember to sleep? one time, uh, I didn't sleep after this and this was proven to be a joke so one time a bunch of friends from SIU again what's up um we went and stayed the night at my parents house uh it's like 45 minutes away from college but like a whole truckload of us it was like me and my friend Kit and there was like four or five dudes with us as well and um one of them was my uh my current like boyfriend at the time so Kit and I decided we're going to go sleep up in my cushy bed uh-huh. in my childhood bedroom, which is, like, all the way on the top floor. And the boys can sleep in the smelly basement. Sure. Like, on a pallet of blankets. Yes, <laughs> of course. So, Kit and I go to bed, and we're like, night, bye. And we go all the way upstairs, and we're laying in bed, and we're talking. We're just, like, chatting, whatever. And all of a sudden, Kit goes, hey, are you feeling my leg? Because that would be weird and i was like i'm not touching you yeah and so we immediately were like my boyfriend at the time had like snuck into the room and like crawled under the blankets and went to grab like touch my leg in like a weird way but he was touching her leg so we found out we like screamed yeah well she thought it was me and she was like you're a weirdo Hey, I don't swing that way, hey, but... Hey, so... Um, Love ya. 
but what's it. happening? <laughs> um, so that, but then I like couldn't sleep. I was like, no. that my heart was like, even though that's a prank, that was enough of a scary moment to wake you up and throw you into a full anxiety yeah. tailspin. <laughs> like that's, I wouldn't have slept after that. I, it was hard. Yeah, it was. It was real, <laughs> and difficult. that was like. Very quickly revealed to be a prank. No, but still, even any time a prank has happened to me, if it made my heart jump in a certain yeah. way, I'll be freaked Never out and hold on me to that before fear. bed. I yeah, just no. want to sleep. Then I know I just want a good night's sleep. No, that's creep sauce. Creep sauce. <laughs> creep sauce. Um, yeah. So that's Alex's story. Alex, thank you. For thank you, Alex, for hiding that story for us for hiding. literal years and then letting it out of the bag. Now we know you are a weirdo at heart. You just don't want to admit it. You just don't know it yet. So, so cute. Ooh. Sorry about uh, it. Yep. Um, I've got a doozy. A doozy of a story? A doozy. When I first heard this story, oh God. I Do cried. I have to brace myself? Okay. It's not necessarily scary. Is it's it just... yours? Your personal? No, 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 no. It's, oh. um, okay. So this is... Joe, handsome Joe from season two, uh, or season, season two. two. <laughs> what are we? Season four, episode two. Hello, um, my boyfriend. This is oh, Joe's Joe. dad's. It's Joe's dad and and Joe's dad's uh, girlfriend, Joe's Lori. Dad, Joe. Okay, I'm I'm with you. So this is going to be confusing because Joe's name is Joe and his father's name is Joe and, and his Joe grandfather's wants to name, his name is child Joe. Joe and it's a so, disaster of a family. <laughs> please, I will do my best to try and um, keep this. This story is also kind of disjointed because this story is um, takes place over a period of time. Um, so I will, I will do my best to, um, make it make sense. So, one more burp. Get it, girl. Get it, get it. <laughs> Those are what I call hungry burps. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you do that, too. Time. I did that in front of Alex recently, and he was like, why are you burping? You just said you were starving. I was like, yeah, it's my stomach belching I up nothing because yeah. I'm hungry. I never burp when I'm full. I do a oh. little of both, well. but <laughs> the hungry burps are real. I do, yeah. like, the gross burps when I'm full. Like, the... Oh, yeah. Like it's the, like you're burping up what you just ate. Yeah. All right, this took a turn. A little bit of vomit. <laughs> so, Joe's father and his girlfriend, Lori. So, I'm going to go in chronological order. Okay. Um, Joe's, I'll try to follow. Joe's... Joe... I'll say Joe and Joe Sr. Okay. How about that? So, Joe's grandmother passed away in January of 2015. And his aunt had passed away two years prior. So that's Joe Sr.'s sister and mother who passed. Um, So I'm going to tell the story from Joe Sr. and Lori's point of view now. This all took place around March and April-ish of 2015. Okay. So, like, five-ish, four or five-ish months after his, his mother passed away. Okay. Um, so Joe and Lori began dating a little bit before, uh, um, his mother passed. She never got to meet her. Um, so around this time, Joe's father gave him this old alarm clock that didn't work anymore. It had belonged to his wife who passed and Joe's girls used to love it when it worked. Um, so he wanted them to have it. Uh, it hadn't worked in years. So Joe took the alarm clock home and it was just sitting on the counter in the dining room, kind of just forgotten. 
because mm-hmm. it doesn't work. It's like a little green man, and when the alarm goes off, it like makes a musical noise and it dances. Okay. One night soon after they brought the alarm clock home, uh, Lori was staying the night at Joe's seniors, and she woke up to see a figure standing in the corner of his room, and it really freaked her out. She didn't say anything to Joe about it. The next day, Joe was in his bedroom, and he was folding laundry. He had placed his phone on the nightstand, and as he had his back to it folding, it fell on the floor. He thought it was strange, but thought nothing more, and went and picked it up and placed it in the center of the nightstand. He went back to folding laundry and heard it hit the floor again. And this time, it was halfway across the room, on the floor, in his direction. So he's pretty freaked out. He doesn't believe in the paranormal, like, at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't explain how it happened. He knows that he placed it in right. the center of the nightstand. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so that night, as he's sleeping in bed, he hears something from downstairs. He doesn't know what it is, but it's in the house. So he grabs a bat and heads down to check it out. It's the alarm clock dancing on the counter. The alarm clock that hadn't worked in years. Oh my god. Now, Lori... Lori, she has been to a lot of psychics before, but she never went to a medium. And for some reason, she made an appointment with one. There was nothing unresolved in her life, no one she wanted to connect with, but she just felt like she needed to go. Um, Her friend saw a woman on a semi-regular basis, so she, uh, she went to her. She went to this woman. So she said that the medium said a lot of things about her and her life, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, she said that there's a woman coming through and said that someone has her clock. And Lori told her she had no idea what she was referring to, wasn't connecting to anything, and then she said, this is going to sound so strange, but it's a little alarm clock that dances and sings. Shut the fuck up. She also says that she wants to thank you for being there for her son through everything, and though it's really tough right now, stick with it, because she really likes you and you are good for her son. She says she knows this has been really hard for him, but you do make him happy, and even though she never met you, she still likes you. So Lori knew she had to be talking about Joe's mom because Joe's mom passed away a couple months prior. And but she Lori never didn't got a know about the alarm clock, right? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, she had never got a chance to meet her, and Joe was struggling through it. So she was like, obviously, this is Joe's mom. Let's see what she has to say. Um, then the, the medium said, she wants you to tell him to just bury her already. Don't worry about who should be there or what we should do. Just bury her. At this point, another woman was coming through, a younger one. And uh, the psychic, or the medium said, they're both trying to talk, but the older woman was telling her to shut up and wait because she wasn't finished yet. Oh Eventually, God. the younger woman got to talk and was talking about her charm bracelet and asking who has it and to get the bracelet from her jewelry box. So Lori didn't know what any of that meant. So when, but when Lori told Joe Sr. all of this, he cried. Uh, Apparently that relationship was exactly like his mom and sister, like always trying to talk over each other and his mom telling her she wasn't finished talking and to wait her turn. Oh my gosh. Um, His ex-wife actually had his sister's jewelry box um, with With maybe the charm bracelet. Oh man. This is the craziest part. So the older woman that came through that said, tell him to just bury me already. It doesn't matter who should be there or what we should do. Just bury me. Joe's mom hadn't been buried yet. So she passed away in January. This is Connecticut. The ground's too hard. 
it's frozen. Mm -hmm. So she had been like, you know, in a cooler basically. Right. And him and his dad, Joe Sr. and Joe Sr. Sr., um, they were talking a lot about what they should do. Should they have a service for the family? Should they have her cremated? It's been months. What would be best? And she basically came through and said, it doesn't matter. Just bury me. Yeah. Wow. Holy That's insane. That is insane. Can you imagine being Joe Sr. and having Lori coming back and saying all that? And she is still trying to connect things and make sense of it. She didn't even know about the clock. She doesn't know about the alarm clock. She doesn't know about that. Just be listening to that. Like, oh my gosh, you don't even know what what was just said to you. Yeah, to just come in and be like, okay, none of this makes sense. I assume she was talking about you because, you know, she said you make my son happy. We're dating. Like... Does any of this make sense to you? And you just have him just start crying and right. be like, that was my mom and my sister. What an and even moment. my, even Joe Jr., my Joe, was like, Ashley, my dad does not believe in this stuff. Right. And but my you dad can't deny was telling like me, Joey, this happened. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it. Right. It's like a nice ghost story. It is a His nice family ghost came story. to visit. And Lori got to have an interaction. Well, and they them. had something to say, too. Right. You know what I what mean? What did the mom ask about the alarm clock? Did she just say... Well, she was just saying... The, the, you know, the medium was like, there's a woman coming through. She says someone has her alarm clock. Okay, she I think was just she was just trying to say, it. like, hey, okay. this is who I am. I didn't am. know if she this was like, where's I... my clock? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe the clock came to life after not working After not years. working for... Yeah. I feel like that was just her way of saying hello. Yeah, well, that was what Lori said. She was saying, you know, I, I've been to psychics before, and they've always told me stuff that's pretty crazy that mm-hmm. either came true or, like, they knew things about me, but I'd never been to a medium. Right, that's a whole different world. Who, you know, medium, I think the difference is, like, psychics can, you know, they uh, can or claim to be able to see past, present, future, etc. Right. But mediums can actually channel a person. A person yeah that's what's that's the coolest part yeah and so she went to and she was like i'd never been to one and i just had an urge to go it was just a very weird like i said there like she said like nothing was unresolved in her own personal life there was no reason that she like would need to go see a medium she just like Mm -hmm. felt this urge to go at the same time that all this stuff was happening at the same time joe's senior's phone was getting thrown across the room at the same time the alarm clock was happening You know, he, him and his father were arguing kind of about, like, what they should do for a service. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was literally just reaching out to be like, stop fighting. Right. It doesn't matter. Everything's fine. Just bury me. That's really crazy. I know. That's a good story. And I love when stuff like that happens to non-believers and yeah. forces them to question things. Yeah. And believe well, and she hadn't bit. been dating Joe uh, senior for a long time so I feel like when um she didn't know when the, when she was like and then a younger woman came through and you know they were talking over she didn't know their she relationship didn't know their she had no idea yeah. everything joe, she was even, saying she yeah, couldn't have when known. she told us joe my joe joe jr was laughing because he was like that's just like my my and aunt grandma. and my grandma oh they my would gosh. constantly like my grandma would be talking she'd be like i'm not finished <laughs> shut Wait up your let turn. Me tell. yeah that's hilarious and that beautiful accent i know and now they're together wherever they are arguing away for the rest arguing of their lives. for the rest of time that is very cool i loved I that 
Well done. Well done, Joe and Joe Sr. And, and all Lori the Joes. <laughs> well done, well, every Joe and every also Joe. Lori. <laughs> good gravy. That's a good I know. story. I love that story. I literally cried. Like, Joe, yeah. when he was telling me the story, I had, like, tears, like, running down my face. I had goosebumps when you said the alarm clock part, and then they had just gone away, and then they re-stood up <laughs> when you um said, like, the talking over each other. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's so good. I really want to go to a medium, but I, I was just going to say field go trip. <laughs> I'm also terrified. Like, what if a, one of my deceased family members hates me? Yeah, they come Secretly. in, they're like, hey, your hair's really dry. Exactly. And you should I'm just thinking of the worst. Think about wearing contacts. It's like typical it's like, me being insecure about life, but I don't want to go to a medium in case someone comes through and is like, you bitch, I never oh enjoyed you in life. I'm like, can oh. you imagine going to a medium and the medium's like, hi, nice to meet you. Let's get started. And then the medium looks scared. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I don't want to connect you with who I'm talking to. Yeah, it's like, cool, cool, cool. I'll just go jump off uh, the New Year's Bridge. Yep. Great, great, great. So everyone in my family hated me. Cool. I really want to connect with Alex's Gammy. She died last September because I did not, in the short time I knew her, because I met her when Alex and I first started dating, so like I met her, and she's a fucking peach. No, she's the best, but towards the end of her life, I felt like we were like disconnecting a little bit, so part of me wants to know, like, were you mad at me for something? It's such a stupid thing, but I was so distraught and ripped apart when she died because she was such a wonderful woman and she was married to Alex's grandfather who was also named Alexander Ogle uh-huh. so we'd always connect over that like our Alex's and it was such a sweet moment but then towards the end of her life I don't know if it was just because she was a little more out of it or because she was in pain she was not doing well towards the end but I just felt like every conversation we had she had a little bit of a wall up so it sounds so ridiculous but my biggest question in life is like was Gammy mad at me? Did she have something she wanted to tell me towards the end of her what life? What if she was like, hey, oh, should I tell her that Alex is a werewolf? <laughs> That's it. Because her husband was a werewolf. Sure. It runs in the and Alex name. And she knew, name. like, how she hard it was, was to be coming. married to a werewolf. I know. So, yeah. Mm. I'm sure that's it. We figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. You don't need to meet I don't him. need you to go to a me. medium. <laughs> Just needed Ashley. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. That's where your mind went. I don't know. You that's weirdo. exactly where it went. I, I was like, like you I both liked married it a lot. to Alex's. <sighs> anyway, Alex's are known wolves. You're done. I'm You're done. done over there. I can't. Um, so we have one more little thing, which is actually really shitty to talk about on an audio podcast because you guys can't see the picture and it's not much of a story, but this is for me. This is just for Ashley and you will listen. Now we're going to post this picture on Facebook. I do have to blur out the pictures of the two girls that are in it because I don't know them personally. My friend that I got the story from is then friends with these people. So it's a Strange connection, but the back of the picture is what you need to see. So I posted a status the other day that just said, hey, send in your ghost stories, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And my friend Courtney um, personal messaged me and said, I have a friend who sent me a picture. It was taken from a disposable camera, so it was on actual film that had to get developed. Right, it's from like digital. Yeah, it's not digital, couldn't be photoshopped. It's from like the 90s from a Halloween party. Or actually, no, the important thing to know is it wasn't taken at a party. It was taken before. So it's these two girls who are friends of hers were getting ready for a Halloween party with a third friend. They were the only ones home. They were in a house. I don't know whose house it was. They were all getting ready. You can see in the picture they're in costumes. And Are they slutty? 
One of them is. Actually, cool, they cool, both cool. kind of are, but one of them is at least trying a little harder. Um, so, slutty Halloween costumes, and two of the girls ask the third to take a picture of them. So, the only things involved in this picture, one girl is taking it on the mm-hmm. little disposable camera. The other two girls are posing. One's holding a glass of wine. But they get the pictures developed, and a third party has no! joined them in the back. I want to die already. I haven't even seen it yet. And she... Okay. It's like a woman leaning against like a what fish tank floating the above the ground. Fuck is that? She looks like she's <gasps> posing in their picture. Do you see that? I can't handle it. Oh my god. Yeah, get a closer look. It's nuts. It's clearly the figure of a woman leaning against something in the back, but her feet are floating above the floor, guys. I repeat, she's floating. What could that be? And then the creepiest thing is, it wasn't just like the picture got developed and everyone said, I don't know what that was, guess we'll pass it off. Courtney, the girl who sent me this story, saw the picture, messaged them again and said, what the fuck is this? Was there anyone else home? Blah, blah, blah. And the girl who lived in the house said, oh yeah, that's just this woman that comes around sometimes. She's totally harmless. She's really nice, but like she lives in my house. Knew about the ghost, didn't share it with anyone. Just acknowledge that a ghost woman had been living in their house and she was very kind. So there she is posing in all her glory. I know it's nuts. This is insane. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to post this for you guys. And what do you mean these costumes aren't slutty? These are so slutty. Well, the I other love other girls it. at least like, I have animal. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I love, <laughs> I appre- I'm appreciative of the slutty um, Halloween costumes. Like, oh, if no. you so want. Girls, show off your body. Oh, hey, Penny. If you want to show them, them tanks. Tanks? Do you mean breasts? Brrr, uh, like tanks. If you want to show tank, them yeah. tanks off um, and it's Halloween. Show them titties, girl. Yeah. What I can't handle is when people dress up as slutty. Like, if you want to dress up as slutty, whatever. Dress up as a slut, that's fine. Um, And I don't even like the term slut, but that's just, like, the best way to call. Yeah. We all do Promiscuous. If you want to dress in a promiscuous costume, I'm all for it. Do not dress as a promiscuous ear of corn. Because that's not a thing. That's not a real thing. It's not thing. a thing. No, it's you so stupid. You cannot be a sexy piece of corn. I remember one time I was at a Halloween party. It was that year I went as Gozer. Such a good year. And this girl came up to me and she was like, are you a mummy? And I was like, no, hey, you. fuck off. And she was dressed as like a sexy bee, like a bumblebee. And I was like, that's not a thing. Bees can't be sexy. Like, I can appreciate sexy nurse because it's kind of like, ooh, get them boobs out. You helping your patients in those thigh socks. Yeah, bumblebee. Like a sexy carrot. You can't. You put a little green stem on your head and wear an orange skirt. Fuck yourself. I don't like it. I can't handle it. But I also am like, I I don't appreciate um, unoriginal Halloween costumes. But I do wonder who this girl on the left is trying to be. It kind of just seems like she's being a little hoe, where the girl on the right is like, I have cat ears, so I'm I a sexy it. cat, and I can Go support that. Go be a hoe, girl. But yeah, a little lady. In the, and she. what I love is she looks like she's trying to pose with the girls. Like, yeah. oh, don't forget me in the oh, back. don't forget me. 
I'm also dressed as a Victorian. Uh, yeah, that's fucking insane. I can't I just, wait to post it. Yeah, so I there was no question. I was like, we'll just blur out the girls' faces if they don't want us to post this, but we have to post Holy this shit. picture because it is clearly a can't figure. Can't wait to show you. And I just, I also love. This happens a lot with people. If you have a haunted house and you're used to having a ghost in your presence, like I'm sure you guys sort of got used to the fact that you had a little yeah. girl in your house growing up. I just love the response of the girl who lives here saying, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a woman that lives here. She's really nice. And the other girl being like, she doesn't bother us. What? Like, so scared thought when they got these pictures developed, like, something crazy had happened. The girl's like, yeah, it's just my ghost. I mean. She's chilling. She lives here. She likes Halloween, all right? Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. She Uh, she lives here, too. She doesn't pay rent, which is kind of bullshit. She doesn't. But. She looks like she's pretty. She does look like she's pretty. And, she, and she's kind of sticking her booty out. She is. No, she knows. She's like, well, she knows what's these up. girls got their tanks out. Here's my tank. <laughs> I don't I know where tank come from. I did. I just, it just came out of my mouth. I'm it was obsessed not a with thing. It. You know, it's similar to holy buckets and creep sauce sometimes. Creep sauce, holy buckets, <laughs> tanks. Um, all the things. Well, that's all the time that we have this week for Keep It Weird. You can weird. follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keep It Weird Cast and on our Facebook page, Keep it weird, uh, where we post about cool, weird movies we think you'll like, exciting news about the supernatural, and some extra goodies, pictures and videos and such to go along with each episode. There's a ton of video or pictures that we're going to be posting for this week's episode on Friday, so uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Uh, If you want to help us out and get more listeners, head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Please, it helps us get out there. The more five-star reviews we get, the more we will be seen. So help us help work help help. Um, also, we have to thank everyone again for donating to our GoFundMe. We've yes. already put those funds into motions for some upcoming trips. So excited! Uh, big thank you to Sean Fridge for not only donating to our GoFundMe this past week, but also for providing us with that terrifying story from our episode today. Yep. Thank you for um, stopping my sleep stopping from happening. My sleep from happening. <laughs> Um, join us next week when we chat about divine interference, yeah. people who have claimed to speak to God, murderers who have claimed the devil made them do it, stigmata, and we have a very special guest who has a very cool, weird story to share with you. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be so fun. I have my, uh, my uh, finger up to my ear during sure. that. Sure. You know the Mariah Carey. Yeah. You have to get yeah. your ear. What is that? What? That. Oh my god, what is that? Holy shit. Actually, what is that? What is that? Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. What? Everyone's gonna believe that. Gabby? 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 No? You wanna say hi? Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right.